Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Saturday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We're here in our West Loop studios for only the second time this year, which is kind of crazy considering, uh, I mean, as a trio. For a road um, game, yes. Yeah, yeah for a road game. It, yeah. It's it's nice to be back here on this windy, dreary day, and boy, the weather reflects the game. That's for damn mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the Hawks lose 4 nothing to the Winnipeg Jets. They also lose Arvid Soderblom in the game. Um, not sure exactly what the injury is. We're trying to find out, and we'll let you know as soon as we do, but he did not return for the third period. Now, if you weren't watching the game, and how could you miss this one? Um you might not there was no like moment of impact right. or him getting up slowly or anything like that so very much like peter morazic it could be a tweak it could be something i don't want to speculate too much but soderbloom did not return dylan wells makes his debut and quite frankly for a kid who did not have an nhl contract a week ago stopping 12 of 13 shots including a breakaway by kyle connor and another uh, cross ice one timer he played pretty well i thought yeah, all things considered, I mean, being a, a a kid that you know was in the ECHL about nine days ago, playing for the <laughs> Indy Fuel, yeah, and now you're playing the third period of a uh, NHL game, uh, and it, he got tested right away. He had that quick shot, like right off the bat, made the save. The only 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 goal he gave up was on a power play, so he, he played very well for for a kid that. Didn't even have an NHL contract yeah. four days ago, uh, and and when we saw him Wednesday after practice, this I had never seen anybody smile as much in a in a NHL locker room that didn't have the Stanley Cup sitting <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. He was super excited and happy to be there, and you know, good for him. Obviously, this is an organizational <laughs> crisis right now. Yeah. With goaltending injuries, but you know you've had a nice story with Soderblom coming up and and performing well, and now Dylan Wells gets out there and has himself a nice little period. You know, I, I don't think that moves him up the no. organizational <laughs> no. plans. I don't I'm not calling him the goalie of the future, but you know what? For for a guy that's been battling in the minor leagues to get a shot and then go out there and play well, you got to feel good for him. Well, so we're kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen next year in goal for the Hawks. And Peter Mrazek has been working his way back. The plan is for him to make the West Coast trip. Now, will he be ready to go Thursday? Because, look, if the plan's for him to make the trip, the thought from Luke Richardson is probably give him a start on the back end of the trip, let Soderblom get the first, you know, mm-hmm. and, and see what happens from there. But now the hope has to be that Mrazek's ready to go on Thursday. If not... I don't know what you well look. Let's see what happens with yeah. Soderblom first. Yeah, we may need, be of course we need to figure out what the deal is. But if if Soderblom for whatever reason is not available, um, it's a tank season, man. Give Dylan Wells another start and let Morazic right. be the backup. You can still give him. That way. You can still give him the second start of the road trip to give him enough time to continue to try and heal his yeah. his his injury and start with Dylan Wells. I mean, what else? can you really do in, in, in this situation? If Soderblom just needed to not finish this game and will be fine by the time that they head out to uh, the road trip, then then that's what you do. You're, you're fine with that. Um, and if Mrazek's able to come, he, he, go, he goes with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if this is 
any type of long-term serious problem, um, you know, Morazic may have to come back, even if in a backup role, come back before he's 100% ready to go. Um, we don't know the timeline with Alex Daylock because it's, you know, it, it's a concussion issue. Those could be any, you know, each one is different from the other and, and, and different people bounce back from it differently. So we, we really don't know the timeline on Staylock. So we'll see what uh, what the team says following the game, uh, what Luke Richardson says following the game regarding Soderblom and, and the severity of it. Um, hopefully it's nothing too bad. I mean, it's because he was, you know, outside of the, the goals that he gave up uh, in this game. Other than that, he was doing pretty well. And those goals, you can't really hang no. on him all that much. A, a shorthanded breakaway uh, against you know Adam Lowry, who has the uh, who also who has two now shorthanded goals on the season, so someone who knows what they're doing in that situation, mm-hmm. uh, and, and two power play goals in which you know the Jets just made the most of those opportunities t- uh, this game. So it's hard to really hang those on him all that much. I agree. So I mean, he was having a, 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 a another decent outing for a guy who's essentially still a, a rookie. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just a really tough situation for the Blackhawks to, to be in. Obviously, uh, not the way I imagine Dylan Wells expected to not only get his first NHL contract, but also get into his first NHL game. Um, you don't want to see those come from injuries, but good on him for kind of just rolling with the punches and, and, um, getting into the game and, and not looking too bad. Yeah. And aside from the needed days off to figure out your goaltending situation, I think as as you look at the last few games, this is a team that has had so many games every other day. They've been so busy to start the season. Been playing a lot. They haven't had a lot of time to practice, and you're starting to see the systemic breakdowns a little bit. You're starting to see things fall apart. Nothing terrible, nothing Colleton esque by any means. But I think having you know not, without having a game till Thursday, this gives them the opportunity to practice retighten their systems, clean up some things because they definitely need to clean some things up because there have been a few moments uh, in the last few where things just start to get away from them for a while and they lose their structure and practice kind of lets you get in there and reset those things a little bit. I think sometimes as observers, we think like, well, they play their system and, you know, they just implement it during the game. You got to reinforce those things. Even at this level, those little things need to be reinforced. And I think, Everyone is probably relieved to be able to take a little deep breath here, slow down, get some practices in, take some time to heal up from any sort of looming injuries from block shots or whatever. This is water, by the way. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and get back on track. So it's a, it's a it's a good thing. Uh, MT Machine says time to sign Brayden Holpe. Brayden Holpe's career is, is pretty much over. It's, yeah. Uh, if they do anything, it will probably be uh, Mitchell Weeks who gets the same old deal that Dylan Wells did. And uh, he'll come up, and, and that would probably be if they do have to sign somebody, that would be it. But I think, and then it'll be a lucky season ticket holder that gets to start for the Ice yeah, Hogs. really, exactly. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. For as much as we wanted, as much as the Ice Hogs were set up to be a competitive team this year, because the Blackhawks want them to be competitive in the minor league system, this situation screws them so oh, yeah. bad because yeah. they were expecting to have Jackson Stauber and Arvid Soderblom. Both of them hurt. Soderblom was pulled up to the NHL. Uh, Dylan Wells was on an AHL only deal. Now he's up with the Blackhawks. Like Mitchell Weeks was a was an ECHL call up. Now he might be on his way up. Who knows? But it's just well, the good, man, I feel bad for them. The good thing about the with the AHL is the majority of your games are on the weekends. 
So yeah. I don't think they play again until Friday. Well, they so, play tonight, but yeah. yeah. They play tonight, but yeah, they uh, after this weekend. So they'll have, you know, if they get through Mitchell Weeks. And Mitchell Weeks was playing good in Indy and now having to come up. He wasn't very good in that day game against Milwaukee, but, you know, nobody was. So he'll get a, a shot tonight. I think they have, who do they have this week? Is it Iowa this weekend? I, think I couldn't tell Iowa. you off the top of my head. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. They'll have some time too. And, you know, hopefully the Soderbloom isn't that bad. And they'll get Jackson Stauber back, hopefully, sooner hopefully, rather than later. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know about Staylock. Uh, Luke Richardson said that he's feeling better, whatever that means. But right. he's in concussion protocol. And there's no timeline for that everybody's different when it comes to that kind of injury and you're not going to screw around with that Marazic has been getting more workload in practice the last few days he has been he came back and was just skating and then when it came time for the goalies to actually do work he moved off to the side but he's actually been working in the net the last couple of games so I would expect him to play one of those if not both of those games I know they've been trying to be patient with him but they may be like well we can't be patient anymore uh, it's time to play, but they got three days. And to your point, you just made a couple minutes ago, Jay. Yesterday after practice, Luke Richardson was really looking forward to having three days to work with this team. So they'll they'll be off tomorrow, and they'll come back at the Fifth Third Arena and practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before going to LA on Thursday, or they'll probably go Wednesday afternoon after practice. But he was very – he's looking forward to getting those three days off, not only for kind of like rest. Sure, you love the games, but the, the schedule they've been on of essentially playing every other day for the last three – two weeks, yeah, three yeah. weeks. They've been busy. You know, they had that five days off after the first three games for Harry Styles, and then it's been every other day since yeah. then with a back-to-back thrown in there too. So yeah. he's looking forward to getting him on the ice. I think they're going to try and work out on those little – you're when you when you play so much over a short period of time it's those attentions to detail that start to suffer because you start to get fatigued and and Richardson has said that even after games that when you start to get fatigued the first thing that goes is your brain your brain slows down with the rest of your body so getting them back in I'm sure they're going to work on video I'm sure the the power the penalty kill is going to be emphasized over the next couple days yeah, I'm, I'm I, sure. I'm sure zone exits is going to be a hot topic. You said that. You said that Thursday. That's been yeah. bad. It has. It's never been great, but it's been really bad the last three games. Yep. And generating shots today was good. They had a. They had what twelve shots in the first period. Yeah. Yep. I don't think they had twelve shots through forty minutes against LA. Like mm-hmm. no. So that was a really good for them to see, but it just they 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 were much better at generating shots today. So those are the, those are the keys I think they need to work on the next couple of games. Well, and and Tom kind of echoes you saying think Luke will be emphasizing the PK over the next few days. Remember the game against LA, the Hawks did not allow a power play shot against the yeah. entire game. So it's, it's just <laughs> hockey is weird. It is just weird. Yeah. Meanwhile, Winnipeg scored on every shot they had basically yeah, on the power play. They shot hundred percent on the power. Yeah, play. I mean mm-hmm. it's just there's going to be days like this. And um, look, I, I I don't. It's really hard to kind of. When you, you look at this game in totality, we talked about the first 20, very even. If anything, kind of encouraging on the Hawks end. Like, hey, they're they playing pretty well here. They started slow and then yeah. picked it up in the second half of the first period. And then one goal, two goals, three goals. Okay, well, now you're down 3 nothing, And that's tough to battle back from. Then mm-hmm. the third period starts and you are got your fifth string goalie in there. 
So, like, the last, like, almost, you know, 30 minutes of the game, you can kind of just crumble up and throw away. Basically, Um, And you had a number of opportunities missed just... Just that much. There were about, like, t- I, in the second period, Taves could have had a hat. Maybe in the first period, yeah. Taves could have had he, a hat. He trip. had at least three decent chances that just it just wasn't his night tonight. Here's the uh, official. Here's a quote from our buddy Charlie uh, over at NBC Sports. Luke Richardson and Arvid Soderblom. I actually don't know his status. The trainer came in after the second and said he wasn't feeling good. Hopefully it's not too bad. Maybe some bad so, shrimp. Yeah, maybe, maybe that... Uh, catering in Winnipeg. I ate the whole pizza negative. all by myself. We pulled the Jordan. We'll call this a sort of bloom flu game. I jokingly said maybe he just had the poop. Maybe I wasn't wrong. Hey, as a goalie, that's be. tough. That's a lot of equipment. That's a lot of padding to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Back on. It's just he yeah. didn't have time for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if that's it, if it's, you know, some kind of food thing or just not feeling great, get a cold hopefully or something. He's, hopefully yeah. he's back Thursday so. and, and crisis averted. So right, why don't we get into this one a little bit and go we through the to. official. I know. Well, yeah, you know, I hate doing it more than anybody. But Lawrence will yell at me if I don't do this. So let me get my game notes up here. Uh, the only change to the lineup, obviously, we're going to get to this too. Alec Regula made his season debut in for Philip Roos. Um, so the Jets got off to a 5 nothing shot lead uh, five and a half minutes into the game. When the smoke cleared on the second period, shots were even. So uh, Hawks had a better second half of the first, and it looked like they were really starting to come on. Impressive period for both uh, the Taves line and the fourth line. I think both those lines played well. Uh, end of the first period, shot attempts were 19 to 18 for the Hawks. Shots on goal, 12 to 11 for the Hawks, and scoring chances, 9 to 10 for the Jets. So there you go. Our buddy Jack Bushman put these numbers up about the Taves line in the first period. Corsi, four versus against, eight to three, four to two, shots four versus shots against. Scoring chances for five to one, high danger chances, three to nothing. Expected goals for 82.4 for the Taves line in that first period. So that line played well. I want to uh, mention too, Philip Kurashev had his worst game of the season against the LA Kings the yeah. other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing awful, but just things were not going his way. Had some fumbles, had some bad plays here and there. Whenever you have a young player, you want to see how they respond to those bad games because they're going to have, every player has bad games, but the veterans have kind of learned how to deal with it and move on. How would Philip Kurashev handle his first game back after a tough one, he played very well. Yeah. He was one of the better Hawks in this I one. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he had a bad game and he was in the same spot the next day. Yep. He wasn't demoted. He wasn't scratched. scratched. Yep. He was right back out there with that line. And they had they were the best they were the best line. They were the most effective line today. Yeah. Uh, four shots on goal for Kurashev. And speaking of the fourth line, uh Reese Johnson also tied for the team lead with four shots on goal. So those two that? lines uh, definitely making their presences felt in this one. So there we are after the first. Uh, second period begins. Ten minutes in, the Jets get a power play, and Josh Morrissey uh, gets his first goal of the year. He's got like 10 assists or something, something crazy. <laughs> um, a point shot just gets through traffic past Soderblom. Nothing he can really do there. Hawks go to the power play. Uh, a few minutes later, nothing really going on there. Uh, until the Jets get a shorthanded goal <laughs> from Adam Lowry. There's a pass Ten. to the point. That Colby Cohen called a hand grenade to yeah. Caleb Jones. I didn't see who put it from behind the net to Jones, but Jones literally had to bend over to stop the puck. It hops over him. He dives to stop it, but Lowry blows past him and gets the goal. I, I have trouble blaming Caleb on that one. It wasn't great. Uh, You'd like but, to see him be able to stop the puck, but I mean, when you got when you got the puck 
bouncing and ringing around the boards like that and it's like a desperation kind of play, it's a lot of times those are going to bounce right over yeah. the stick and, and you're going to have to go chase yeah, it. Yeah, you would have liked to see them maybe get the body in front of it and just knock it down. But yeah. it, like, it was coming out a little quicker than I think mm-hmm. he expected. I, well, I think yeah. he probably thought, like, well, I'll be able to settle this down. Then yeah. it takes a bad hop mm-hmm. and then it's panic time. And then it's behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and props to Patrick Kane for getting on his horse trying to get back and stop that breakaway. He tried. He did try. The he piano tried. was removed temporarily. And uh, so there you go. So they get the shorthanded goal and then kill off the remainder of the Hawks penalty. Uh, then Taylor Radish slashes uh, Josh Morrissey. Nice. And uh, they get up 3 nothing right away on the power play. A one-timer goal, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and his 3 nothing Jets. And then third period starts, and we look up to our TVs, and Chris Vosters says to Troy Murray, do you want to break the news or do you want me to do it? And Troy just nods over to Vosters that Dylan Wells was in goal uh, for the Hawks. Um, Hawks get a penalty, too many men on the ice. The Jets score on that power play. Nate Schmidt, uh, his second of the season, assisted by Cole Perfetti, one of my favorite names in hockey. Cole Perfetti. Uh, my favorite cupcake, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much all she wrote after that. Um, again, Dylan Wells made a couple really nice saves. The breakaway save on Kyle Connor, the post-to-post save on the one-timer. I think that was Dubois again on that one-timer. So props to him, um, but this was just – one of those, you just, like I said earlier, crumble it up, throw it away, count it as a tank win, and uh, look forward to the game on Thursday against L.A. You, you mentioned the Kershev having four shots, time, time him for the team lead with Reese Johnson. I wonder how many shots the Patrick Kane line had. Five total as yeah. a line. Mm. That line looked like it was clicking the last three games. I don't know, it, man. Not I don't know. Yeah. It's just not. There and our and Max Domi, yeah, we all yelled at the TV late in the game. They were on that four on four, and he's yeah, ten off. feet from the net, and he's looking to pass it. Passing You're down bad. four, shoot the damn puck. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's time to shoot. And he was he was. I, would, I don't want to say one on one, but he definitely had it was a shot. A, he, it was a scoring chance. Yeah, he it was him, a, him and the goalie take the shot. He had a very good chance to to make something happen there if he put it on that. You're but. down four goals with three four minutes to go, yeah, and you're looking it. to get an assist. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's not why they lost the game, but you got to be you got to be more. Well, aggressive. yeah, I mean, it's that's supposed to be your best offensive generation generating combination, and and it just it's, really it hasn't, hasn't been, been there the last three games. I, I I I can throw away the Islanders game because that's what they do. They 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 take away shots. Mm-hmm. They are shot blocking, just juggernaut. But the Kings game, it wasn't there today. That line just was like, yeah. oh oh, I guess they just had a shift. You they, didn't, really yeah. See I mean, it. It, that was the fear going into the year was if they don't win the faceoff, they've got to retrieve the puck. Well, they had been winning a lot of the faceoffs with Max Domi yeah. there, but but yeah, I, I it's exactly the point. You know, it's not a. It's not a trio of forwards known for their defensive prowess or their ability to really, you know, go into the corners and win board battles and whatnot. So, if they're if they don't have the possession, it's I really don't know what what else they can do. They did connect on the on the one um, opportunity Patrick Kane had, uh, where Athanasiu backhand uh, flipped him the puck, uh, got him on like a little mini breakaway, but wasn't able to uh, to finish it gets to the bench and slams his stick in frustration. But that was probably their best chance that they had. Yeah, oh, that they created no the, yep. the entire game. So, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't uh, 
It just doesn't seem like it's 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 clicking right now. But it doesn't. It also doesn't seem like Luke Richardson is in. <laughs> in Excuse in, me. Bless you. <laughs> like, sorry, uh, it doesn't seem like Luke Richardson <laughs> is in any rush to try and split those three up. No, it doesn't. Uh, Josh has a question here. Are there any NHL teams with a goalie with a bad contract the Hawks can get along with a sweetener? I'm sure there are. Matt Murray. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, um, you know, there, I'm sure there are. I, I bet you Florida wouldn't mind dumping that Bravosky contract at some point with Spencer Knight coming yeah, up. But yeah, yeah. I don't think any of these injuries are serious enough for the Hawks to be like, we need a goalie for the rest of the season. They just gotta, they just gotta tread through these these choppy waters here for a couple of weeks. And if you're a team that's wanting to ultimately to lose games. I mean, yeah, I know, I know you want the Ice Hogs <laughs> to win games too, but you know, having Dylan Wells start a game in November, it's okay, it's mm-hmm. fine. Right. Like this isn't a team that you, like Morazic's going to be back. All signs are indicating that Staylock isn't going to be super long term. Hopefully, mm-hmm. the Soderblom thing doesn't sound like a big deal. I wouldn't be out there trying to just take on a contract just just yeah, to do it. I don't. It, if, it, if 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 Richardson didn't have some sort of idea of serious or not it's probably not a big deal. it would already happen by now if one of these guys was going to be gone long term i think right right so well, yeah i it, think you know i don't think we have to go down that well, road yet could be a hundred different things yeah and mm-hmm. i don't think you say like if it's an acl you don't say he's not feeling well yeah you know, we'll know more in the morning or whatever there's a bone mm-hmm. sticking through his thigh but <laughs> right. he's, he's not yeah. feeling well right. like exactly. no yeah, you yeah. Know, for all we know it's just an illness you know they yeah. he, he Got, you know, it's got a cold. Who knows? We'll get more information, I'm sure, by Monday when we get to practice, and hopefully he's on the ice. So I, I bad contracts, I'm sure the Hawks are going to be exploring those Not avenues oh, a lot. Should, yeah, constantly. Uh, but at this point, to take on a, a, a inflated goalie contract. That's why Jason Dickinson's here. Yeah, exactly. That's why Peter Morazic's here. Um, so I don't think they need to. They're not in that point yet. Um, they don't need a long-term solution. They're going to get their guys back. Yeah. All right, why don't we get to our four stars of the game here, and then we'll do our DraftKings king of the game right after that. All right, my four star of the game is going to go to the aforementioned Philip Kurashev, hashtag extend Kurashev. Uh, 1437 of ice time in this one, four shots on goal, another shot attempt, and a takeaway. Uh, more than the numbers, I'm just pleased with his bounce back and the fact that he was able to come out after a really tough performance against L.A. and be one of the team's more effective forwards. So he gets my four-star. I'm going to go with the man that tied Philip Kershaw for the team leading shots, uh, future captain Reese Johnson. Uh, somebody playfully told us the other day that, was it on your Twitter, that said we don't talk about Reese yeah. Johnson enough? Well, now we're talking about him. Yep. So I hope you're watching. Uh <laughs> Reese Johnson's number one fan, but four shots on goal, three hits. He won three out of four of his faceoffs. Played uh, over a minute on the penalty kill, but was not on the ice for any of those goals against. So maybe the problem Small was you victories. didn't have him out there long enough. Maybe, but you know what? Reese Johnson is a guy that that sat a few games as a healthy scratch, but since he's been back in the lineup, he's been very effective. He had that goal his first game back, nearly scored on the identical play the next night. He's been effective. He's He's been Reese Johnson, exactly mm-hmm. what you want from him. Uh, a pain in the ass to play against, throw some hits, and and plays responsible in his own end. So he's your prototypical fourth-line center doing what he's supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Yeah, nothing uh, nothing wrong with his game tonight. 
Uh, my fourth star of the game, I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Taze, who, did you know, is actually from uh, Winnipeg. You know, what? You said that in the third period, and I was like, man, I I, I thought I heard that somewhere once yeah. or twice, but yeah, good to know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, if you listen to Twitter, this is the first time you're hearing about it. Um, yeah, I think Taze had a, had a decent game. Unfortunately, gets his uh, seven-game point streak snapped tonight uh, without registering a point, but like we said before, he could have had... Three, at least three goals tonight. Yeah, chance, uh, yeah. A number of chances. Had a really good one at the end of the first period. Puck just w- didn't didn't lay uh, flat for him on the shot attempt, and it uh, uh, went through the uprights, not into the goal. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think a, a decent uh, decent night for him as far as you know, getting to the right areas and, and being there in in the right positions to uh, to, to get chances. But um, didn't uh, didn't fall for him tonight. So I'm gonna go with Taze though. Yeah, he's the opportunities are there, and that's that's a good sign. When we talked about him last year, it was it was kind of like not only is he not producing, he's not even getting opportunities to produce. He was invisible, you know? yeah. at at too many times last last season. Right, and they're there, they're there for a Tave, so solid for him. All right, let's get to our uh, DraftKings King of the Game. Bum, bum, bum. Well. <laughs> it was not a long list to choose yeah. from <laughs> everyone kind of wasn't great uh so we're going to give it to dylan wells congrats on your first nhl start uh dylan i know you're watching this on the plane on the way home right now so <laughs> probably shout smiling. out yeah exactly yeah. uh 12 saves on 13 shot attempts that's a 923 save percentage pretty good pretty solid so congrats to dylan wells he's our draft kings king of the game and hockey fans it's time to hit the ice again and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers, listen up. You can bet 5 bucks on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn your small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. I turned five bucks into fifty the other night, picking oh. Alex Tuck, Jake Gensel, and the Sabers to win. Oh. Boom! Big payout, small bet. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet five dollars on any NHL team to win your game and get two hundred dollars in free bets back if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Hey, and while you're winning all that money on your same-game parlays over at the DraftKings, you can take those winnings and join our friends over at Game Time to buy tickets to all the games you want to go to. You want to go see the big Marion Hosa uh, retirement ceremony number being retired going up to the rafters. That's just a couple of weeks away, November 20th. Head to Game Time. Grab your tickets now. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows, including that professional football tilt tomorrow against Chicago and Miami. Don't forget, tailgate. Tailgate. You can still get your tickets to the official CHGO tailgate party and join all of us Hang out with us at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt from 8 to noon 
All you can eat, all you can drink. Our friends from Greenwich Farms donated a bunch of meat that's going to get grilled up. We've got uh, our our Chi Town cornhole boxes to play some cornhole on. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be adult beverages and and some beverages for all ages, in case you're wondering. Yes. Yes. And you can buy if you want. You don't have to have a ticket for the Bears game to go to the tailgate. Just a tailgate ticket. But if you want a ticket to the Bears game, you can get tickets right on the fifty yard line by using Game Time. It's possible, and they have the biggest last-minute price drops that could be found on the interwebs. You won't find a better deal this season on any of your favorite Chicago teams' tickets. Game time's created by the fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest price. And if you find another one of these secondary ticket sites that have the similar seats for a cheaper price, take a snapshot of it, send it to Game Time. They'll match it for you. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So while you're watching on YouTube, scroll down, smash that giant thumbs up button. Give us a like. We love those. Those help us out a lot. And then you also see the Game Time link right there. You can see it on any of our podcast descriptions. Click on the link. Buy yourself the tickets you want. Sit where you want to sit. Save a ton of money. That's Game Time. Speaking of that, you want to come see Tavo play against the Hawks on November 14th? 12 bucks Oof. on game time to come see the Hurricanes at the United Center. Uh, there are great deals on game time, so scoop those up and come watch the Hawks game and wave at us while we're in the press box. We'll throw you yeah. a cookie. Yeah. We'll throw you some Mark Bergevin uh, gummy contaminated bears. gummy bears. Yeah, I, don't know about a whole co- I don't know about a whole cookie. That's, that's asking a lot. That was John Weideman frisbeed me a uh, chocolate chip cookie at the game last time it's nice. like jay and it did it, it went awry it almost hit the, the the bathroom security yard guy oh man yeah it almost uh, hit him in the head so almost woke him up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the most exciting job in hockey you guard the bathroom okay i gotta Sounds say my, good. my favorite treat that they have uh, at the at the uc press box is the, is the brookies those yeah are the my, brookies those are, are my favorite they're, they're, yeah they the, are quite for good. those un- unaware that is a a Brownie in the shape of a cookie or a cookie in the shape of a brownie. My daughter yelled Either at me way. and said that's a blondie, but I think you're no, right. No, it's not. It's a brookie. A, blond- a blondie is what would be a brownie, uh, but is made in- with like sugar cookie dough. Ah. And usually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, has macadamia nuts. Yeah, screw that. Not entirely sure. Give me a, but no, those me those are definitely I'm uh, cookies <laughs> cut into bean brownies, uh, also known as the brookie. All right, the other little thing about today's game, I don't know if it's so little, but Alec Regula made his his uh, season debut. Uh, another guy who is not on the ice for any of the goals against in this one. Oh, so I'm getting some power play time. And one thing I like about Regula's game is his um, offensive ability. And when I, it doesn't mean filling the net, picking up a ton of points. But just, he's got a lot of poise with the puck. For a guy with, what, 25 games of NHL experience? 20. Uh, wow, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I really like the way he shows that poise on the ice. And just as we were sort of talking about with Philip Kurashev, to, to have a young player come out in not the greatest circumstances. He hasn't played in a while because he was called up and then sat to come in a little bit raw and, and, and play pretty well was impressive. And, and the more I see of him, and the more we talk to him when he's around, I don't know. I, I, I just get a vibe that as we try to figure out guys who might be here when they're good again, he might be one of them. Yeah, I think he's 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 got enough in in his in his skill set to uh, be an NHL regular. It's just the 
the ability to unlock it, I think is going to be something for, for him to, to come around on. And, and he's, you know, he got an opportunity to uh, finish last season uh, with the Blackhawks at the NHL level. And I think he finished last season strong. I thought he was going to start the season with, with the team. Uh, he was definitely in the running to do so, but ended up going to the Ice Hogs. He's got two goals in, I think, four or five games with the Ice Hogs before coming back up here. So, yeah, offensively, I mean, he's he's not the prototypical, like, oh, he's an offensive defenseman, so he's, you know, a puck mover, all, all that stuff. He doesn't really have that kind of uh, skill set to him. But, yeah, being able to be calm and poised with the puck, being able to distribute it, uh, the right way to play on an NHL power play, like he has those abilities. Um, it's just it's just making sure that they're that they're consistent enough and and at the level of the NHL. And and he's he's a young guy. He'll he'll I, I think he's got time to come around. And um, I think we've seen enough from him to be encouraged that he could be a a, a piece of the puzzle. If he's a, a future long term third pairing guy who gets some power play time, maybe some PK time, like I'm totally fine with that. And I think that that's the the Blackhawks will need players like that. And mm. I think that they have some defensemen in their system who project out to be more upper lineup players. Um, but if, if, if a guy like Alec Regula can, can get into the NHL and be a, a physical um, kind of multi-tool kind of guy in, in limited minutes, that's totally fine. Another guy we'll have to monitor this week uh, is Ian Mitchell, who's been... Uh, skating again, still non-contact, but he was a guy that Luke Richardson talked about uh, yesterday, saying that these three days of practice are going to be really good for him, and didn't flat out say he was going to go right to Rockford, but didn't exactly, you know, make you feel that it wasn't going to happen yeah. either. Uh, kind of said it's going to give us some time to see where he's at and if and where he fits in here, and then we'll make a decision then. But he's a guy that you know maybe. Do they give him a game before they send him back to Rockford? I don't know. I mean, maybe a good idea to think of like a conditioning. Yeah, or you something. would think. So we'll see what happens with that. That's a guy, you know, that was kind of like people thought after the season he had in Rockford last year. This he was like that guy to get that seventh spot. You know, that Vlasic and Regula mm-hmm. were battling out for, and then they brought in Tenorti and it bumped those guys down on purpose. Um, you know, you listen to some rumblings is, you know, we've heard some people in our ear saying that maybe the, the team isn't as high on him as, as some might think, but I think he's earned a shot. Uh, I've liked what I've seen out of Regula. He's been a, a, a pleasant surprise the last two seasons. Um, you know, it's, he's playing in the NHL today and the guy we gave up for him, I Brendan, just Brendan Perlini had a hat trick in the AHL for the Chicago Wolves. So, you know, who's winning that trade right now so <laughs> yeah you know, Brendan Perlini on his what fifth team since playing for the Blackhawks and this is just an AHL only deal I don't think it's yeah. a I don't think he's under contract with the Hurricanes so um yeah if if Alec Regula is your long-term fifth or sixth defenseman I think you got a pretty decent defensive core if he's that would be the case yeah, yeah. and and some of these other guys that you got coming through um that you, you've got high hopes for, you know, Kurchinsky's two, three years away, but you would project him to be higher than Regula. Mm-hmm. You know, if Sam Renzel hits hit the ceiling, they're hopeful. That's another guy that's going to be top four pairing. Del Mastro. Del Mastro. You've got Nolan Allen. Yep. Uh, Isaac Phillips. I still have a lot of hope for. So Wyatt Kaiser. Yeah. Wyatt Kaiser. Uh, he's got to learn how to control that stick a little better, Oof. but that was pretty rough. Uh, good thing they wear full, wear full cages in college. Yeah. That saved that guy's <laughs> face. Um, 
yeah, so there's there's definitely some some hope on the Blackhawks blue line. Obviously, not all those guys are going to make it. Some of those guys are going to turn into you know currency. They're going to be trade assets. Uh, but if Alec Regula is your third pairing defender when you're good again, you've got a pretty solid defensive core. Yeah, I just I feel awful for Mitchell. By the way, too. it's just like this kind of felt like his chance. He had a good year in Rockford, got hurt, and came back and and had camp, and then hurt right away. And just ugh, that opportunity yeah. to impress and turn some heads. You're not going to get that opportunity in practice. You're just going to be another yeah. guy in the mix while you're trying to instruct. And he missed the entire evaluation period mm-hmm. that he t- that he would have otherwise had. And I think what sliver of a chance he had of being a Blackhawk might have flown out the window when he got hurt. Uh, I, that, think he had, that I think he had better than a sliver of chance if he had played all through training camp. I think yeah. now playing from behind, trying to kind of get up to game speed and everything, now it's, it's much slimmer than it was. The one thing that I noticed uh, – waiting to get into the locker room after that had to be Tuesday's game against the Islanders when Regula was a scratch. Regula and Ian Mitchell came out of the locker room first in their in their suits. And the size difference between those two is striking. Ian Mitchell's not a big guy. No, and if and we've Regula noticed, is. Regula's a very big guy. And the, the, the difference between the two, and if there's anything that we've learned about what Kyle Davison likes he likes guys with some size. size so yeah. I'm not saying that's going to ruin his chances but you know just looking at those two together and if it's going to be between one of those guys just I know who's yeah. Kyle Davison's yeah. picking well, right. And I and I think too for for a guy like Mitchell it's you have to be able to you know if if you are you know considered to be undersized at the NHL level you have to make up for it with your hands and your feet. And yeah, I don't know if yeah. that's exactly or your it. offense, and those are three things. Yeah, that, that, I don't right, know if that's if exactly like, what he's going to be able to do. If you have like a, a Nicoletti level of offense, or even better than that, you can live with the undersize, you can live with the lack of D. But if if you're not going to excel offensively, mm. it was it was the same there, thing with Adam Boquist. Yeah, you can yeah. live with him if he was elite offensively, and. Still waiting for him to be elite offensively. Right. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're an average skater, average uh, puck mover, you know you're not able to to generate a ton of offense, and you're my size, like, you're not going to have a long NHL career if if that at all. So yeah. Boquist, by the way, has been uh, banged up this year, but in four games, zero points. I think he's been healthy scratched. I don't know if he's hurt. I thought he did get hurt. Was he hurt? I thought there was a maybe like a day to day sort of a mm-hmm. thing. Okay, but regardless, Columbus yeah, not is trash, not uh, and not oof. great. Yeah, I think uh, Johnny Gaudreau is probably going, "What the f did I do? <laughs> like this is bad." Well, remember yeah. that's what everybody in Calgary was kind of saying though. Like when they were all butthurt about it, it, was like, "Well, he doesn't like the pressure to win. He just wants to go somewhere where it's going to be easy." Well, <laughs> there's no pressure on him there. No. Really? Like, they're just happy to have him? Yeah. And there's not a lot of expectations in Columbus, really, ever. So he can just kind of go there and coast. But yeah, they, they, I, I, I think I internally think they thought they were going to be better than they are. They should yeah, be they better, should than, be better than they are. Yes. But on paper, they've got a lot of, like, they, they flew halfway around the world to get their ass whooped by the Avalanche two days in Finland. Uh, That's fun. Pat, That's Patrick Laine even said in his postgame after they lost today, like, I wish we didn't even make this trip. We wasted our time coming here. Well... Oh, he looked nice saying it, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, he looks. He probably had a turtleneck and some weird sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, so he look. He looks like he's like the long lost member member of Kraftwerk half the time he comes to the arena. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough. It's uh, I don't. You know, you got the clothes, but you just can't do much about the face. <laughs> it's a story of my life. He's got the weird like the like the white facial hair. Thing going yeah, on. Well, he's got that albino. He's, he's look very, too. Yeah, yeah, but he's not. He's right. very Nordic. <laughs> he's got that uh, very that, Nordic that Draco Malfoy thing. Yeah, and, and he's got like the Yaroslav Spacha cat face disease a little bit. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's. Yeah. Look at got, my shoes. Look at my suit. Look anywhere but yeah, here. Put the put the glasses on. And, Not and, that yeah. I should talk, but I mean, come on. He's well, also got that that <laughs> very uh, hockey, uh, very hockey specific disease of the early twenty year old who is losing all his hair. Uh, that's that's well, a little tough too. Yeah, that's that's a tough. Well, thank thankfully for him, he's been blessed with world class athletic yeah. ability. So that yeah. works. Yeah, that so works he can for him. he can do and and wear. Look at it! Look at that! Look at that Winnipeg pitcher compared to his Columbus pitcher. Like that, yeah, that hair is guy. going away. Yeah, it's, uh, that's like I always laugh at the Sam Lafferty photos where he, where he has hair. Yeah, and you're like, oh well. Yeah, is it, that it was has there. that been photoshopped? No, or is that that's legit? His, that's, that's legit. That is this season's. Yeah, it's just Yikes. it's it's going away from his forehead yeah, very quickly. He, uh, yeah. He's, yeah, that's a look. He's he's turned into uh, Woody look Harrelson right real quick. I think you know, <laughs> it, it's I was noticing on the way into work today, like, well, if there are any tree any leaves left on any trees in Chicago today, they're now gone. They're gone. If Patrick Line was in Chicago today, it would be a problem. That, yeah. <laughs> that hair would be holding on for good. He's got life. like the Bill Murray and Kingpin with the lights. Yeah, yeah it, it's uh hey man, it's he's I, rocking, I, rocking the I'm Charlie thinning Brown. as well, so I'm not making the fun. It's just uh you know, there might not be much he can do for the no. hair, but he is definitely uh, trying to make up for it in the, uh, the style rankings, um, which I know uh, Sarah Sivian does those. Uh, I think he's he's definitely at the top there. Yeah, but he's, if you, he's good. If you want to be at the top of the style Ooh. rankings, go Segway. over to our friends at Pins and Aces. Go to their website pinsandaces.com and get yourself some of the best looking golf apparel. All around, you can challenge Patrick Liney's style with these golf polos. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, just, I just have the, the picture in my head of someone in a golf polo and golf shorts next to Patrick Liney's, like, <laughs> teal chrome reflective yeah, suit. It's like, like the John Daly meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, pins and aces, they're our official golf uh, apparel partner here of CHGO. They're also the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network, and they are very proud of their apparel and also their golf bags and hats that they all produce. They even have the beer sleeve, a fan favorite, that goes right there into your golf bag and stores up to seven of your favorite beers in the golf bag in the sleeve and keeps them cold for the entire round. They are also a family-owned business, so you got to love that as well. Go to pinsandaces.com, and when you do, Use the promo code CHGO to get 15% off of your first order and get free shipping on that order. Again, that's pinsandaces.com with the promo code CHGO. I wonder if uh, Patrick Line has ever rocked a pair of Shady Aces, uh, Shady, Shady Aces, Shady Rays <laughs> into the area. Shady Aces played at right. Shady Aces is, a, no, that sounds like a, that sounds like a old folks home. Um, <laughs> Shady Rays, they've got really cool shades, cool enough for Patrick Line 
I'm sure. And they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to change that. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays has got you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose your shades or break them on day one, they will replace them with a brand new pair free of charge. No questions asked. Did you drop them in the lake? Did you walk outside and have the wind blow them off your face and down the street? (laughs) Well, Shady Rays will take care of that for you. They will replace them. Even with that stronger protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you from being a customer for a couple of years, they are just as good as any of the expensive name brands on the market. Shady Rays customers will agree too because they have over 200,000 five-star reviews on their website. That's a lot of stars. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America. So you get at yourself at least a couple billion, right? Uh, the, 20 million is a good number. That's how many meals that Shady Rays has donated to help fight hunger across America. They would donate 10 meals for every pair of really cool shades you buy. And they stand behind their product as they told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the window, though it might come back to them on a day like today. They're going to wait for the wind to die down. Then they're going to throw that profit right out the window and do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the sunglasses or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And if you like deals, Shady Rays has the best deal going. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout for 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free, kids. Or BOGO, as the cool kids say. You can get two pairs of really awesome shades for as low as 54 bucks. So check them out. ShadyRays.com. Speaking of five stars, if you'd like to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen, please do. We greatly appreciate that. And also know that a four-star review is basically a zero-star review. So if you enjoy a podcast at all, leave them a five-star review. It is very, very helpful. Make sure if you're in the YouTube and there are a bunch of you in here right now, we appreciate it. Hit that like button. A little bit of a note for our next show, Monday afternoon, 2.30. We're going to bring back Mail Bag Monday. We sent a tweet from the show account a few minutes ago. Respond to that tweet at chgo underscore Blackhawks. Hit us up on our Discord channel. You can become a member of our Discord by becoming a member of CHGO at allchgo.com. Or send us an email, if you're old-fashioned, blackhawks at allchgo.com. We'll get to all your email questions on Monday's show. And we should um, probably say yes. we will only answer one of the are they too good to tank questions. So yes. whoever sends it in first will get it answered. The other 80,000 of you uh, will, will have to deal with that one answer. All right, let's update the tank standing, shall we? All right, it looks a little better than the other nights, I will say, a little bit. Uh, Columbus, uh, they're terrible. Uh, 12 games in, they've got six points. Uh, That's a 41-point pace, friends. That is not good. It's It's very bad. That's that's Uh, almost historically bad. Yeah, St. Louis, uh, also not very good. 3-6-0. Womp womp. Actually, don't do the math on that pace. I don't think that's correct. But it's a bad pace. Thank you. (laughs) 
St. Louis, the uh, the mighty St. Louis Blues. They're three six and zero with a whopping six points. And um, can you tell the story you told us about the Blues before the show today? <laughs> oh, we were talking. Uh, Troy had mentioned that they almost put a team in Saskatchewan. And I was like, yeah, that was supposed to be the Blues. In 1983, uh, they were owned by the Purina Dog Food Company. And uh, <laughs> appropriately, they appropriately yeah. <laughs> they wanted to sell the team, and the team was going to buy them and relocate them to Saskatoon. And the NHL said, no, that's stupid. We're not moving a team to a town of, like, 19 people. So then it's not happening. And out of protest... They boycotted the 1983 draft. So they said, we'll show you, NHL. You won't let us move. We're not drafting any players this year. That will teach you. (laughs) That will learn you. Long tradition (laughs) of just galaxy brain moments. Uh, Well, I'm glad the Blues suck. And by... by boycotting that draft, they missed out on potentially getting a guy like Steve Eiserman or Sylvian Turgeon. Pat or LaFontaine was in that draft. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a good draft. There were some good dra- players in that draft. Any player would have been better than no <laughs> yes. players. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Usually. Blues, Blues a long tradition of just being morons. All right, where else we got on the standings here, Stephen? Uh, sorry, I got to uh, find the yeah. graphic again. So, Anaheim, Anaheim with seven points in 11 games. Arizona, uh, Arizona seven points in 10 games. The Sharks, uh, eight points and 13. There's your top five in the tank. The Hawks at five, five, and two. That's 12. Uh, 12 points in 12 games. They are 14th currently in the tank standings. They were 17th after Thursday's win, so they moved down three spots. Uh, I can do the math on this one. 12 points in 12 games is an 82-game pace. I think my math was right. Yeah, your math was was right. right. Yeah, Yeah. 41 points. 41 points in 82 games. All right, good. 0.5 points per game. Yeah, uh, I did it. Hey, Good they, job. The, the Ducks, Hawks play the Ducks a week from today. And then they play the Blues shortly after that. I think November 16th. So they've got games against those teams coming up. Uh, got to lose those games. I like your, uh, I wonder if we can write our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook and say, can you create a wager? Is uh, is uh, Craig Berube the Blues coach when they play the Blackhawks? I don't think he is. That would ducks, be... and sh- ducks and Sharks again tonight, second time this week. Go to overtime, just like you did last <laughs> time. Those yeah. Sharks uniforms, though, man. I love them. The they are sharp. They're fantastic. Yeah. They, they are look, good. They They're good. great. I do, at first, I didn't like them changing the breezers <laughs> from black, but now when you see it, it looks great. It's it looks great. nice because uh, it's different. Speaking of that, I know we have a lot of people that play the NHL video game. Mm-hmm. They just released for free, if you play the Ultimate Team Mode, the Mighty Ducks movie jerseys mm-hmm. and the hawks the is it iceland hawks or what no the other I, I team the hawks the hawks yeah, the black they, with the blue and they white were the district five peewee hockey team yes. and then they became the mighty ducks yes so you can get both those jerseys for free if you have an nhl 23 and you play ultimate team so there you go Are, were those also created for sale for adidas i don't know adidas put them out there oh you know? really yeah like actual jerseys well the ones in the game like have the NHL like reflective thing like on the chest and mm-hmm. they are Adidas branded. I wonder if so they are selling those. They look they sweet. Are, there is cool. a picture of Zegris wearing it. Yeah. So maybe. Look, I, I mean, if if the NHL really wants to make a ton of money off of jersey sales, if the Blackhawks play a game in Anaheim, have the Ducks wear the Ducks and the Blackhawks wear the Hawks. Yeah. And you can thank me for printing your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, one more thing about the Blackhawks we have not addressed yet is that uh, Colin Blackwell has been a healthy scratch for a few games here. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You want to play Jujar Kara. You've got to get guys in there. you got to get the rotation going. 
But I really liked his game. I thought he was a spark plug. He brings some speed, brings some hustle and yeah. some grit. Um, I'm not sure why he's the guy out. And I know, like, Reese Johnson's been playing better. Um, but, you know, the thing with Jujar Kara has always been his consistency. There's games where he will come in and be a destroyer of worlds and finish every check and drop the gloves and be that guy. And then there's other games where you don't realize he's on your team. Uh-huh. Um I would like to see Blackwell get back into the lineup here soon. Um, I I just think he brings a spark, and I don't. I didn't yeah. see, and of course, like the coaching staff and video coaches know way better than we ever will. Granted, but nothing stood out to me as anything he was doing wrong. If anything, every time number forty three was out there, I was like, "Look at that dude go!" Yeah, I, I I think this may have just been, you know, an odd man out situation to try and get Kara into the lineup, Kachuk into the lineup. Reese Johnson in the lineup, you know, you're trying to get all these guys in. Um, I think one of the problems for the Blackhawks that they have is that they have like five or six guys that are basically all clones of each other. Yeah. And they're all playing at the same time. And kind of like we talked about with, with Ian Mitchell and his, his size difference yeah, between Regula and, yep. and himself. Um, Blackwell is, I think like, my size, like, far like five nine, like one eighty. Yeah. He he's the, the small. small he he's the, the smallest guy in the team. Yeah, he's the he's he's the smallest guy out of those like bottom six options. When you look at like Entwistle and um, Kachuk and Dickinson and uh, Johnson, Kara, all those guys, he's he's the smallest of them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I if that's the reason he's out, I don't think that that's a good enough reason um, because he, I agree, Jay. He does bring a bit of that uh, spark and energy in where some of the guys who do some of the same things, I, I feel like it's – there is something to, to be said for a guy who can do all of that, be physical, be a penalty killer, play in that role, but also do it with some speed. And I'm, I, I am a little surprised that Blackwell has been out for more than just a game. Yeah. yeah. Well, in acknowledging, you know, I pointed out how well the fourth line played, and they did. Um, we've been talking about – Mackenzie Entwistle's performance a little bit lately too, and he's not lighting the world on fire. Like, yeah, he's a big body. He played 16 minutes in this game, uh, had a shot, uh, had two hits, but he's just he's not fast. He's just you know he played yeah. six seconds on the penalty kill. Of course, they scored very quickly every time. Right, and they yeah. got a power play, so that's maybe not the I mean the best measure, but he's bumped up because of the Tyler Johnson injury. Um. I'm just saying, though, no, no, yeah, I, I think I think there's the, there there is a case that you could, you know, rotate a few guys in and out and not really lose all that much of your, you know, what you're trying to yeah. do. I know you don't like to make lineup changes after a win, but that didn't stop Luke Richardson. He took Philip Ruse out of the lineup and right. put Regula in today after a win against the Kings. Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised, but I think it's been three games now. Blackwell's been sitting. Yeah, so. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets back in there. One of these two games on the West Coast. Um, yeah, there's a rotation because, as you said, it's plug and play on the bottom six. They're all kind of the same guy. Like Boris Kachuk. What? Yeah. Like it's another guy with consistency. Yeah, exactly. he made a really nice play in the first period, and I never saw him again. Unless it's just like a like a line chemistry thing. Like Richardson doesn't believe that Blackwall with like Dickinson and Lafferty won't work or, you know, on Maybe. the fourth line with the mixture of guys that they have, it, it just doesn't fit. I, I don't think that's the case, but I mean, I really, I, 
I, I really can't pinpoint what would keep him out for as long as yeah. he's been out without it being an injury. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's going to keep Lafferty and Dickinson together. Mm-hmm. And it's been very effective. Those guys play real well, and they, they both skate real well for their size. You know, we mentioned Entwistle is kind of there. Um, you know, Kachuk is there. Kara is mm-hmm. there. I mean, that's the way this team has been built. Yeah, it's it's like, it's part of the problem. Like, it, like this isn't this isn't you know seven years ago when we would pull <laughs> our hair out. Why is Brandon Bolig in the lineup? It's like right. okay, well now we have five of them. So. Right. It's, it's just you got six guys that all do the same thing. Yeah. And he's the smallest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how you build a tank roster. It, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, so I I would hope that uh, I'm sure he's right. going to get back in there sooner rather than later. He's he's an effective player, and and you know maybe the three power play goals allowed is is the reason to put him back out there. Yeah, I, I, Richardson could look at the the guys he uses on penalty kill and say, you know what, wasn't good enough. I'm going to get somebody else, you know, back into the lineup who I know can can work well on the penalty kill and and see if that changes anything. Well, we'll find out on Thursday. What are we, what are we gonna do with all this time off between games? It's well, we like got mailbag up Monday on Monday. Yeah, we've got a we've got a cool guest coming on Wednesday. Right? Uh, not sure of the day yet, okay. but we are we are pursuing Bernie Nichols, hmm. who just wrote a book, uh, trying to find a, a time that works out for the uh, Bernie Nichols entourage. <laughs> um, so we will talk to him. I think within the next two weeks. Just don't know we'll exactly when, but as, as soon as we know. We'll let everybody know on social Little media. Number ninety-two. We can ask him how's it feel to have Alex Nylander destroy the legacy of the number <laughs> you wore here for what exactly. two seasons? He was here. He was Nichols? a really good hawk for a very short. There time. are two guys. When I look at the guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame, there are two guys that I still don't understand are not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Steve Larmer is number one. Bernie Nichols is number two. He's really Over good. Over a thousand points. How yeah. are you not in the freaking Hall of Fame? I don't know. We're gonna ask him that. I'll bet it's in his book. Yeah, it's in the chapter that says <laughs> "Fu Hall of Fame." <laughs> chapter one, WTF. Um, all right, let's wrap things up. Uh, thanks to Stephen for running the show. Remember, if you don't have tickets yet, tomorrow is our second tailgate: Miami v Chicago at the stadium where the Chicago Football Squadron plays. We'll be on the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan, uh, drinking beers, eating food. Uh, I won't be dancing, but some people will be dancing to the great TJ. It's going to be a great time. So go to allchgo.com. It is not too late to get your tickets to our our CHGO tailgate. Come join us tomorrow, 8 a.m. to noon. It's going to be a fantastic time, and we'll see you out there. So for Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.